Welcome to the Injection Connection, in-depth discussions with thought leaders and professionals in the polyurethane infrastructure repair industry, hosted by Jim Spiegel, Vice President of Alchemy Speed Tech and board member at the International Concrete Repair Institute. All right, so we're on another episode here of the Injection Connection. We have the guys from Lift It Right uh, on with us, and I'll let them do the introductions uh, for everyone. So. I'm the host, is, uh, Jim Spiegel, Alchemy Speed Tech, and uh, open up to you guys. Matt and Travis, give us a little introduction and tell us a little bit about your business. Travis, you want to go or you want me to? Right, go ahead, Matt. Uh, Matt Chittick, co-owner with Travis Germick uh, at Lift It Right. Uh, been doing it now about uh, you know, a couple of years uh, and just having a ball, getting stuff done and seeing new customers and and uh, getting getting things accomplished. Nice, hey, Travis. Um, Travis Germick, and um, so Matt and I. Just a kind of a back little backstory of how we started. Um, we were both in the polyurethane industry. Matt uh, was on the manufacturing side. I was um, in the spray foam industry. Um, I worked for a, a big company that did insulation spray foam, and uh, about. Well, I'd say about 15 years ago, I actually had my, my driveway had sunk down and uh, pretty substantially about four inches. So I hired a company to come in and mud jack it up because I didn't know anything. Even though I was in that industry, I didn't realize that there was foam for lifting. So um, anyway, they came out, they did it. Um, it was like a three ring circus when it was getting done. Um, it was, was kind of like the scene of the money pit when they were coming to actually do the work. Um, at that guy's house, you know, where he's like, hey, we're coming to, you got a lucky uh, draw today. So, um, I mean, there was a dump truck out there. There was a bobcat. There was a big machine, and there was, like, a couple guys in their own vehicles. Anyway, they came, they, they raised it up. And they, they did raise it up, and had these big holes, but they got up there. Well, within a year and a half, it started dropping back down again. I called them, and they said, well, we only give, like, a year warranty. Fast forward a couple of years, whatever. Um, I was at a spray foam convention. And I saw a company there that sold a uh, home for lifting concrete. And uh, I had worked with Matt um, because of the company that I worked for, because we did spray polyurethane foam. Uh, Matt worked for a company that actually built those rigs and worked on those rigs. So I, we took our rigs over to him. And I said to Matt, I was like, man, this looks like a really good um, opportunity. And I was like, I just love the product. I mean, because I really, really enjoyed spray foam in houses. And so I was like, wow, here's another use for it. And by the way, my driveway sunk because I used mud jacking. So I wanted to uh, use polyurethane to, to lift it up. And um, so that's kind of how Matt and I kind of evolved into um, going, moving forward with, with Lift It Right. And um, we quit our companies and, and uh, started this company. And I think we've, we've grown because we, we care. We both come from a service-oriented background. And that's what we try to do for our customers. I mean, we want everybody to be 100% satisfied when, when I leave the job because this is, a, this is something that's saving people money, but also it's a big investment. It's the entrance to your house most of the time or something like that. So you really have to um, take care and, and put a lot into it. And I think that's, Matt and I both do that. And um, so I think that comes through in, in what we do when we're, we're lifting the concrete. Um, people seem to be pretty satisfied with, with what we do. There's a lot to it. 
So, um, and we and we love it every day. That's for sure. So, how many days a week are you guys doing jobs? Right now, I'd say between four and five days a week, we're we're installing. Um, uh, we'll do appointments since we have some people that we're training right now. We'll do appointments while we're doing jobs. Um, one of us, me or Travis, will either stay with the with our crew and make sure jobs going good. I go run an appointment or two, uh, and then we'll you know kind of get back up at the next job or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and then we're taking a couple of days a week and, and doing nothing but uh, running appointments. So we're getting busier and busier and more appointments and more jobs and we're booked out till about the middle of July right now. So yeah, everything's great. Yeah. So to, to kind of timestamp this, cause who knows when people actually hear this, it's June, June 11th, 2020. You know, we're in the middle of the, the whole COVID crisis. We have, uh, you know, we have, we have citizen unrest. We have a whole bunch of things going on right now as, as everyone knows. Um, and you guys stay busy now you guys are in Georgia, of course. Georgia seem, in my estimation, you know, we're a Georgia-based company, of course, but I live in California. Um, Georgia seemed to not really shut down that much, right? No, it didn't. People were still uh, contacting us and saying, hey, I want to get a price for this. So, but we did shelter in place for about 30 days. And during that time, we uh, had people send over pictures. Uh, we made some changes to uh, some of our protocols, uh, reviewed that for when we did go back. Uh, made those changes, and uh, we had time to implement those and, and work through them. Um, but you know, during the uh, time we were we were kind of shut down, and we were doing quotes off of pictures and stuff like that. We actually booked up what two weeks out. We were all, we already had stuff. We just kind of pushed them out. But I think we we booked another two weeks of work by doing pictures and that kind of thing, because a lot of our work is from referrals as well as um, people looking at our our reviews. So we do pretty well and, and people um, come to us because we kind of made that name for ourselves so even during that downtime um, we had customers that supported us we have builders and stuff that uh, were getting jobs done during that uh, you know since it was kind of slow and, and that kind of thing so um, it's great feeling knowing that our customers were still reaching out to us and you know we weren't uh, thinking that hey this is you know end of days or something like that it just yeah. it, it felt like there was still um people wanted to get taken care of stuff because I mean, everybody was home um so everybody was were, home and i think seeing all the problems that their that their houses had and hey why while at home why not get some things figured out yep yeah yeah for sure makes sense yeah i mean we were we've we've been pretty pretty happy about you know, the response, or I should say the, the effect, you know, we were pretty, as everyone was, we were pretty, pretty concerned of where this would lead, you know, but it seems like, at least the construction industry anyway, seems to be on our side of it, right? The repair, right. The repair yep. side seems to be pretty strong. Um, so we've been talking lately, and for, obviously no one knows listening to this, this is, a, this is our second recording of the episode. We did this before, and uh, I was a I was a buffoon and didn't um, didn't, didn't record it correctly. So we're, we're we're trying to recreate the topics, but it's kind of difficult. Um, so you, 
for, for those that don't know, um, Matt and Travis uh, have come out to the World of Concrete with us uh, a couple times uh, working in our booth. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about, uh, about the trade show, the importance of that, that interaction with customers, how you guys see your time spent in, in efforts like that? You want to take that, Travis, or you want me to? Uh, go ahead, Matt. So um, going out to the world of concrete and not only being on the manufacturer side, but, but talking with actual people out there doing it and seeing all the products that are, are out there for the different things that you could do in this realm of concrete, I think has not only been important for me and Travis as business owners, but also you know, the knowledge that we have and being able to talk to people and, and express our experiences and, and hear theirs and, and in different, um, different parts of the country that people are working in and stuff like that has really been invaluable, I, I think, to us. Because there's some things that we've tried that we never would have thought of without some of those customers saying, hey, this happened to me and I did It's just been a lot of, of give and take and, and, and learn and, and um, really great conversations with a lot of people from all over the world. I mean, when the Australian guys were there, that was neat to, to talk to them and, and see what they're doing, you know? So um, I, I feel that uh, trade shows are very, very important. Um, if anything, it takes a business owner maybe out of his comfort of just doing jobs and throws more experiences at him as well as information, which information and knowledge is, you know, only going to make somebody or, or some company better, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think that it, it is invaluable to us for the standpoint that we we give a lot while we're there. People ask us questions, we get involved, and but also we're learning something. I mean, just standing there talking, um, you know, standing next and hearing a customer come up and ask you know, somebody else something, and, and you're like, hmm, I didn't know that, you know, because you're always learning something. There's always something that can be learned, um, you know, and, and so – being so close to a bunch of great group of people that have amazing knowledge in this uh, is really, uh, I think, a great um, aspect of going to those those trade shows and seeing all the stuff that we can use. You know, I mean, like simple things like finding a saw blade or something like that that we wouldn't have found maybe just looking on the internet. I mean, you go in there and type saw blades, you know, probably 10 million things, but you're there and you see people that sell these products and stuff like that. So that, that was very helpful as well. Well, to, to find it on the internet, you have to be looking for that on the internet though, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> You're probably looking at other stuff. Is my point. I can't believe how much stuff is on the internet. Do you know that people put pictures of their cats on the internet? It's amazing. Well, you, you, you have a cat, right? I have three cats. <laughs> Matt, well, are you, are, are you everybody a cat in my cat? family, has a cat here. I don't know if any one of those cats are actually mine. Okay. So I, I live in a house where there's three cats that run the house. How about that? The cats own us. <laughs> They're like, you going to feed me? I'm going to sit here or at three o'clock in the morning, you know, touching your face with their paw. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Matt? Any cats? Uh, no cats. Uh, we have four dogs. Uh, my stepdaughter's getting ready to move back uh, from Wyoming back to back to Georgia, so she'll bring her dog with her. So I'm sure there'll be about five of them running around. They are all under 20 pounds, so they're small. Um, but no, 
uh, no, no cats, no, no cats at this time. And don't mention that word around my daughter, please. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the topics, the topics will cover on the injection connection, huh? <laughs> exactly. We're all over the place. Yeah. So back, 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 people, back. People. What's that? It's about people being people. Exactly. So to, to the injection side of things, uh, one of the things we covered last time, and I, I was actually talking to Andy about this, and he, he brought it up completely unsolicited. He's like, he's like, make sure you, you have them tell how many jobs they do. You know, what's their record for jobs in a day? So I, I know we covered it last time, but why don't you guys tell us, tell us about that? We did uh, five jobs in a day. Yep. And I, I would say, you know, they've got to be somewhat in the same area. You can't be running from one side of Atlanta to the other side of Atlanta and back again and everything else. And it, uh, it did work out. It was a, it was a great day. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, uh, when we get on a job site, we definitely have a plan. Um, not that things don't change as you go through that plan and, and start uh, executing that plan. Uh, sometimes you do have to switch it up and, and try something different uh, because of the results that you're seeing. Uh, but, you know, that's where I think me and Travis really work on our feet and, and, and think on our feet and, and are able to kind of move and shake as need be, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, you're, you're right. We do have a plan. And, we, you know, of course, we, we work so well together that we know, okay, if Matt's over here and I see him grabbing one thing, I know that he's going to grab three other things that are related to that. So I know that I don't have to worry about grabbing those three things. If he's grabbing a, uh, the drill, I know he's going to get the drill bit. I know he's going to get the extension cord. Most likely he's going to get some, some dials at that same time and walk it out there. And so I'm like, all right, I can take care of this. So there's, um, we, we work very well together and we, we are, I think we're like a finely old machine because we, we get there, bam, we get our stuff out where we need it. Um, we're analyzing and, and it's pretty funny because most of the time we're like, Hey, you want to, let's, let's start by doing this drilling right here and filling that. And, and I'm like, yep, let's do it. You know, and we go to it. You know, sometimes we're like, well, no, let's do it over here. But we work well. We bounce things off one another. We kind of discuss it. There's sometimes where we went, I went into a job thinking we were going to do it one way. Um, and then Matt brought up and he's like, Hey, let's try this. And, and, and it works out well. We discuss it. So it's not just where, you know, like, oh, we're going to do it one way or there's, there isn't just one way to do concrete lifting. There's always some little caveat, not, not every yeah. job exactly the same. Um, you know, you think, Hey, let's, let's move this one section of sidewalk up. And, um, it, it doesn't always work perfect. So we have to kind of, uh, think things through. And, um, so sometimes, you know, whether that's manipulating it by, Matt and I standing on one side of it so that the phone goes towards the other side. We're not small guys. I mean, you know, <laughs> Golden Corral really, really loses money on a day when we come through there. Uh, but <laughs> it helps in concrete lifting. Um, so, you know, we've manipulated, made the phone go to another different way. And um, it, it got, works out that well. You guys actually do that? Yeah. yeah we, we have. Do. We have. We have stood on one side of a slab to stop that from moving up as the other side moves up faster than the side we're standing on. For some 500-pound reason, I don't know why. <laughs> 500 pounds. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. I didn't lose that much weight. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, because we know. 
we know the science behind the foam. The foam is gonna, it's gonna take the path of least resistance, right? So if you have a, a slab that's a six by six foot slab and it's, it's not being impeded on, on any four sides, if we stand on one side of that, our weight is gonna make that the, the lesser or the, the harder side to push. So that foam has a tendency to go to the other side. It doesn't work all the time, I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. When it does, we just kind of laugh. We're like, there's another reason why I'm getting three cheeseburgers for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's all, part, it's all part of the plan, right? <laughs> That's it's it. Plan. We, you know, the hamburglar, the hamburglar from McDonald's would have been a great concrete lifting guy. You think of the hamburglar standing on one side of <laughs> or Grimace. Grimace looked like he'd be a great guy. To be uh, a concrete lifter, <laughs> maybe dating myself. I don't even know. I don't even know those guys are around anymore. Uh, well, there, uh, yeah, there, there is some truth to that. I, I think um, I think it's some Disney properties. Sometimes that they would actually have contractors do that. Like if they're doing work during the day, they would actually have contractors like dress up, you know, so that you wouldn't be able to really tell that it was, you know, that they were working. You ever heard that? So no. like like Winnie the Pooh would be running around right. nailing some stuff together. Or right. Something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I get it. I would totally lift concrete, <laughs> dressed up like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that's that, that, it hey, that, That's a Halloween. You know, this Halloween, I think you guys should go out and do that. There we go. Hey, maybe that's Halloween a, day where we are. We're we're dressed as a uh, we're dressed as a. Uh, you know, different uh, characters or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it is in October, so it should be a little bit cooler. I yeah. ain't dressed up in nothing when it's 95 degrees with 95% humidity <laughs> uh, like it has been. Holy cow. Yeah, it's been brutal. But, um, you know, one of the things I, I've been doing, you know, I, I do as much, like, field support as I can, you know, out here. Out here, And one of the things with injection, though, and I, obviously my background is pretty heavily into leak seal, not necessarily the lifting. But – no matter what, it seems, we, I mean, it's, it's like any home improvement project, right? I mean, anything mm -hmm. you think is easy to do is a three-trip to Home Depot sort of thing, right? Exactly. Like, yep. And, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I would have a lot of anxiety quoting and estimating these projects just knowing that you're, you know, you're one small thing away from having a gun torn apart, right? I mean, what's the... Uh well, yeah, I mean, there is sometimes, I mean, it's, someone said this along, I don't know, you know, more job, more good jobs than bad that, you know, you just have more good jobs than bad, you know, I mean, because some jobs you're going to use more material or something and, um, you know, that's, that's all right. But, um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, you just gotta be, I lost my train of thought, but no, it, it is kind of a little scary sometimes with, with, kind of figuring out what needs to be done on those, those jobs. Um, but there's a caveat to anything. I mean, if you were building a deck for someone, um, you know, you never know, Hey, I might have to go into stone that's underneath here, you know, to put my footings in or something like that. So there's always something, um, but, but what do you think holds you up the most? would say you know so if something is I mean, binding especially up yeah, against the yes. structure i would say because you can't get a saw there typically um so i would say binding slabs are the hardest thing that we deal with uh but sometimes we've done a couple jobs here recently where the bind was good 
and it allowed something to come up together like we needed it to versus break that that crack that was binding apart and lift one side versus the other side. So binding slabs is the hardest thing to figure out and, and make work for you, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yep, so definitely. You, so when, when you have binding, you know, something binding, how do you, when do you make the decision to cut into it? Well, lately we've been kind of making that decision. You can kind of look at it and say, okay, instead of it, there's a possibility of it binding or something like that, we'll go ahead and take care of it. I mean, we, those saw blades we were talking about earlier in the podcast are amazing that we picked up. Uh, so we're not as scared to pull it out and saw through what we got it saw through. Um, cut like What's that, man? They cut like butter. Yeah. yeah. That was an actual company that we met out there at the uh, at World of Concrete. Um, we bought three blades from the guy. Well, actually, he sent us one first. We tried it and we're like, yep, need more of these. And we, I don't think we've used any of the ones we just bought. I think we're still on the first one. We, we are. I mean, they're, they're really good blades. Um, you want to give them up? You want to give them a plug? What, what kind of blade is it? What is that uh, diamond? We'll come back to that. We'll, we'll look for it. Um, Matt's going to look for it. But um, yeah, so when we've got to figure out where we're going to cut into, um, you know, let's grab the saw and, and cut it out. Um, diamond blade warehouse. So That's a diamond, what we do, uh, diamond blade warehouse. There you go. Super blade from the diamond blade warehouse. And that, yeah. of all the blades you've used, you think that's one of the, the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Whether it's a cured concrete, uh, old stuff where, you know, house been there for 40 years or whether it's stuff that's uh, two years old. Um, and yes, we've done stuff that's under two years old. Um, it, that's another thing that's kind of amazing is the non-compaction that happens around new construction now um man is that making some business for us in the future they really do a good job not compacting the soil around the house so <laughs> good job guys keep that up um thank you building industry <laughs> that's right um you know so they don't compact it so we've we were on a job but that house those people weren't even in the house two weeks so they just bought it from the contract you know they just bought it from the builder and it was a brand new subdivision i mean house there's probably 30 houses under construction at the same time um but yeah i mean there was a big void underneath their driveway i want to say eh, six to eight inches all the way across um three-car garage and um probably what what matt 10 12 feet out uh probably actually closer to like 15 feet out yeah so um you know that's that's usually that that's something that shouldn't happen that quickly yeah. um but it does you know i'll tell you what if i bought a house that was less than a year old and something like that happened to me i'd be one pissed off homeowner i mean yeah. really they they weren't uh i don't think they were too happy but um but the builder also paid for it too so not yeah, the the builder. so okay. yeah so yeah that's a good question does do homeowner claims homeowner insurance policies do they cover any of this they do we not have, yeah, we haven't had one yet that uh, I've had a couple people say, well, I'm going to turn this into my homeowner's insurance. And we've told them, good luck. We haven't seen one pay for it yet, but yeah. hey, maybe it's considered, be yeah, it's considered movement of earth. So um, that's not covered unless you, I don't, I don't know if there's earthquake insurance or something, but, um, but yeah, it's called movement of earth. So it's not covered. Yeah. Probably like an act of God, right? Yeah. 
like yep. I mean, theoretically every single thing could be considered that right that's true yeah that's that's just a big loophole for insurance companies yeah. not to right <laughs> well an act of god they cover that i don't know i think they do like a tree falling on it or something like well like my house my, i had the back hand of my house uh taken out by a tree wow. so and they you know they paid for it the tree was was uh about four feet across wow. took the whole back end of it out so were, thank god were you in the house when it happened uh i i wasn't but my family was my um my my kids were in the house my my grandson was in the corner of the house and uh i'll just tell you this real quick because he was in the corner of the house when he woke up at four o'clock in the morning my daughter was in the bedroom she took him out of the crib gave him a bottle and was going to put him back but she kept him in bed with her she usually doesn't do that and at seven fifteen in the morning a tree came down and, and took out that corner where that crib was and then the whole rest of my house the back of my house wow um and um so, you know, when you have to do a, a claim, you have to take pictures of stuff, whatever was damaged. All we could find was splinters of that crib. So, wow. you know, God was watching over my family, uh, my grandson. And, um, you know, I needed a new roof, new roof and that's uh, not the way I wanted to get it. But, you know, that's, that's the way we got it. Everything turned out right. I mean, it was, it was scary at first, but it, it turned out to be a, a blessing in the end. Um, I think my family, we kind of came closer together in the house because we couldn't all go to our separate rooms as we're rebuilding. We still stayed in the house. So we just kind of, kind of moved closer together. And I think it kind of made us bond a little bit. And um, so I, I see that as a blessing um, that came out of that, that tree phone on my house. You know I mean? Yeah, that was scary at first, but in the but, end, when I look back, it's a good memory, not, not a, not a terrible, yeah. Now, yeah. probably not as much for my daughter that was in that room. That probably, probably a little bit uh, more, PTSD from right. the tree traumatic right. off her back wall. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I see all the trees around you, so you guys probably now just like huddle in the middle of the house now, right? Well, we've cut, we've had some trees cut down <laughs> since then. We're having some more cut down actually within the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so. So to the, but, but to, to the point of like the, the large developments in Georgia, like I, you know, I have, I have family in uh, Powder Springs. So I'm, you know, pretty familiar with kind of the, you know, the communities and they're, you know, there are all these large, large communities that are thrown up, right? I mean, right. Yep. 100 houses and things. Um, do, you, do you see like this, a similar issue through, you know, say 20 properties in a, in a development? Yeah, we, we actually do it. A lot of times we'll drive into, go measure a job for somebody and uh you know be a sidewalk the way sidewalk was done up to a patio and we'll fix for one person and as we're driving in we'll see four and five houses that have the exact same issue yeah. um so i mean yeah i mean they do it wrong and and that's what happens so so, so do you go do you go around and you know do you do you market those those houses when you're in the neighborhood we probably should, but we don't, uh, a lot of places are no soliciting. And I, you know, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've put a card or two out on some stuff, uh, you know, I've here and there. put a card boxes. I've thrown cards in a driveway. Um, we've had a lot of customers stop by and say, Oh, see what you're doing. Um, I got an issue over here. You might want to come by. Yeah. Yeah. And we, geez, last week we did what? Four jobs that way. <laughs> yeah. To a, Two of them were uh, on the same day where someone saw us out there working and came over. Uh, well, I'll tell you, tell you an example. So I'll just say the road. I'm, 
people don't have to know what city it is. So we were on this road called Acorn Drive. We had one job on that road. While we were there, the neighbor came over and said, hey, can you do, can you look at my driveway? So I went over and looked at it. I said, we can do this. The guy said, all right, when you get done with his, come over and do mine. And we still had two other jobs ready to go do after we got done with that, that one. So we said, all right, we'll come over and do it. Well, while we were working there, another neighbor came over and said, hey, can you go down and give me a quote? Uh, we went over and looked at that and gave them a quote. And they actually wrote us yesterday and said, hey, let's move forward. We wouldn't have been able to do it that time anyway. And there's one other guy in that neighborhood that needs something done. Um, so while we're down there doing that job we just got yesterday, we're going to go over and look at his stuff and possibly do it. Um, but anyway, we did. So that was all in that one neighborhood that day. And then we, after we left that job, went to another one and we're doing that one. And the neighbor came over from there and said, hey, can you look at our stuff? And we did that job. We were worn out at the end of the day. I mean, we, we really did a lot of work. We really packed it in um, on that one day. And this is just because people saw us doing stuff out there. Because people don't even know that this can be done. That's our biggest hurdle, um, I would say, is, is people don't even realize that if they have a driveway or a sidewalk that's sunken or has a big void under it, that you can use foam to do that. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. Um, so um, that, that kind of turns out to where we're kind of educating our customers while we're out on site. Um, they're driving by and that kind of thing. So I think it's uh, – that's that's kind of neat that way when people come over and do that yeah um but so that's works out that one worked out really well but man that was a that was a day for sure no kidding so we're, we're coming we're coming up on the half hour mark here so we'll, we'll be wrapping it up we'll, we'll end it with this one for from each of you if if there's one thing that you guys could a piece of advice to uh or some some sage wisdom as i as i know you guys are full of it and punchlines, uh, you know, what, what would you say to someone thinking about getting into the, the lifting business? And, and, I, and I know your answers will probably be don't do it, right? So, so you, don't, you don't have another competitor. Don't do it in Atlanta. <laughs> don't do it in Atlanta. That's right. <laughs> or anywhere in the do South. Wherever you want to, just not Atlanta. <laughs> or or maybe nowhere in the southeast we're gonna we may expand out so you know we don't have to drive too far um but you know, if you're gonna get into the industry i would say that um you know get with alchemy speed tech and uh get alchemy speed tech and get some training um hang out with those guys come down and uh you know watch someone do the work yeah. um you know get with a reputable company, come with us, you know, and work for a day or two and see what it's all about. There's a lot of people that can definitely do this job, but there's also a lot of people that could not do this job. There's a, there's a work ethic that goes with it is, and um, I think with any you know, spray foam or something like that, uh, if it's insulation or whether it's this, but um, there's a special ethic that has to go and it's first special type of uh, person it takes to, to get into this. But, um, but I mean, we absolutely love it. We, we, every day we get up, we're excited to do what we do. Um, because our customers' minds are blown every time they see, uh, foam lifting concrete and we feed off of that. 
I mean, they're over there like, wow, that was cool. And I'm like, I know, right? That was really neat. You know, we're really psyched about it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of times where Matt and I are out there high-fiving each other, you know, because we just, hey, that was the, that was a really cool job we just did. Um, so, but, you know, that's uh, the only takeaway I have with it. I mean, there's, there's uh, I, I think it's a great industry to be in. Um, I think it's a great service that, that we're offering. Um, it's, and it's cool, too. It really is some neat stuff. What do you think, Matt? I, I 100% agree. Um, I would tell somebody that, you know, how do I want to say this? Learning it is, you know, you can learn, you can learn all the ins and outs of it, but until you get on the job sites and you see some things happen and you kind of roll with the punches uh, and you, me and Travis, we have fun. I mean, if you have fun, it doesn't feel like you're working, you know, and, and I would say have fun. You're going to have, you know, you want to look for more good jobs than bad, you know, but don't let the bad jobs bring down your attitude because your customers will feed off of your attitude. If you have a great positive attitude, those customers are going to have a great positive attitude. And if they have a great yep. positive, guess what? They love writing checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more that the, the attitude is such a big, big part of it. You know, and that, and that starts when you get out of your truck, right? Like Absolutely. If, if you, if you get out of your truck and you're, you know, your, your smiles and patting them, you know, having a good time with them, like that just kind of, it just leads into a night, you know, a good experience. And not only do they feel like they trust you, but when things go wrong, they're more tolerant. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I would say because of our attitudes and things like that, we've been able to, to explain some things to customers and, and show them what happened here or what this there or whatnot. And, and they know that we're the professional because that's the way we come across and we keep them involved in it. And when they see these things happens, I think they're a lot more tolerant and, and really accept some of the um, imperfections that might be because getting concrete back to the original exact part or area that it was might not always be what you can do. Yep. You know, but if you if you talk about those expectations and you, you keep the customer informed and you're you're upbeat and positive, that's just gonna transcend right to your customer and then everybody's okay and everybody's you know having a good day. Yep. Absolutely. And if and if you can do all this in a hamburger costume, all all the better, right? Man, oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have Travis go out there as Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I would do it. Hey, would, 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 do it be, would it be hilarious though if we did all of a sudden see like a hamburger lifting company pop up in Atlanta? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, there might be a draw to that. I mean, kids would, you know, people's kids would want them to come to their house, you know? <laughs> we'll bring hamburgers every time. Hey, we we're, we're going we're gonna to lift your concrete and do some balloon animals for the kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Why, why don't you give us a uh, give us a plug, website, phone number, service area, all, all those things before we sign off. Uh, we're we're pretty much all of uh, North Georgia, uh, from Blue Ridge all the way down to about Macon and Lagrange. Um, we cover it all. Uh, we don't go as far east as Augusta, uh, but we do go out to Lake Oconee. Um, LiftItRightLLC.com. There's our website. Um, our, our office phone number is 470-294-0313. Um, and you can hit us up on email. Uh, we are on, uh, we have a YouTube channel. 
uh, we're out there. We're, we're all over the place. You can also look at us on Facebook. We got a lot of great videos and stuff like that. Um, so look us up on Facebook and that's lift it right LLC.com and right is spelled R I T E like Rite Aid. Are they even still in business? I think they are anyway, but that's, that's how we spell it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, take us up. We also have, a um, yeah, like the YouTube account and, and that kind of stuff. And we actually have a Twitter account. Um, you know that Matt, but we do have one. So, uh, um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't Twitter. <laughs> I don't either. I don't think it's a good look for me. <laughs> well, awesome guys. Thank, thanks for your time again. And yeah, for, for any listeners that catch this, you know, th these guys are some of the best in the business and I, I can't say how accessible I, I can't, you know, rave enough on how accessible you guys are. Not, not only for other contractors, but even for our team, you know, us as manufacturers, you know, we lean on Travis and Matt for a lot of feedback, a lot of direction as well in the field. So um, you know, definitely take advantage of lift it right. So anyway, guys, congratulations, all the success. And you know, I, Thank I, hope, you very much. I hope when we do this again, you guys have three more rigs and 20 more people and all the above. So that's the game plan. Sounds good. I like it. All thanks right, for having us. Yep. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks Jim. Yep. We'll see you later guys. Bye.